Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Popcorn and Coffee, a movie podcast. I'm your host, Jesse, and as always, I have with me here in the studio my co-host, Jehaziel. How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys doing? Or how are you guys doing? How me? are we doing? How am I? How, how are, are you? you doing? It's just me here. Okay. Yeah. There's no one else here. Who else is here? Who are you talking to? I don't know. What's that from? <sighs> I don't know. I don't. Truman Show. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got. She's advertising it. He's like, "Who are you talking to?" <laughs> Sorry. How do you go your whole life? I mean, he had TV there. Like he was able to watch TV, right? I think so. How do you go your whole life seeing ads, and then you see your wife or other people around you doing ads? Maybe he didn't have TV. You never see him watch TV. That's true. Maybe inside the world of the show. TV wasn't a thing because it's set in like, I mean, their era is very like 30s or 40s. Yeah. Their clothes are all old fashioned. Yeah. I bet there weren't TVs. Yeah, because they had radio and anywho. Hmm. It's interesting. <laughs> so getting right into it, we're going to do a little bit of coffee talk this morning. Yes. What what kind of brew do we have today? It's... uh. Sumatra, I think I'm pronouncing that right. Sumatra coffee from the island of the country of Sumatra. (laughs) What are we doing? What are we doing? Uh, Most Sumatran coffee is wet hauled, it says. What does that mean? I'm going to read you what it means. Okay, go ahead. All right. Well, let me me try the coffee first before we get into it. That's a good cup of coffee. Yeah, and you know why that's a good cup of coffee? <laughs> because you put your French vanilla creamer in it before you tried I it? already added it. Correct. Because I didn't want to drink dirt today. Well, you're getting smart. I'll tell you that. No, I'm just kidding. You're already smart. Um, so wet hauling is the most common processing method used in Sumatra. Coffees processed this way are sometimes called natural or dry processed. Wet hauling is distinct from natural processing methods Used in other parts of the world, such as Ethiopia, wet hauling involves the following steps. Farmers remove the skin from the coffee cherry immediately after picking using homemade machines. The skin bean, the skinned coffee beans are placed in woven bags and left to ferment overnight. And the following morning, coffee farmers wash off the mucilage, the remaining fruit, <laughs> by hand. The coffee beans are then, and they're... Parchment are partially dried in the coffee farmer's yard. The coffee beans are shipped to a warehouse where the parchment is removed and the coffee beans continue to dry. And then the coffee beans are shipped to a port city for exportation and dried a third time at the port city. So aren't you glad this coffee has no mucilage? I didn't want to hear half of that, (laughs) to be honest with you. To be 100% honest with you, I don't want to hear anything about mucilage. You don't like to know where your coffee comes from or how it's processed? Hey, look. You can't taste the mucilage, okay? Definitely can't. That's because... Wet hauling. Wet hauling. So this is a movie podcast, as you know. So I've been told. <laughs> what you been watching lately? Uh, let's see. What have we watched? Not a whole lot. Man, I, I don't think I've watched a whole lot of movies this past week. Jeez, what have I been watching? Yeah, I've watched a lot of, like, half movies. Yeah. To where I'm just like, okay, I'm tired. I want to go to bed. 
We watched half of like Father of the Bride Part Two, which is okay. It's a classic. I get it. I love Steve Martin. That's sure. Or Braveheart and a couple nights. I watched that. Uh, we watched Reminiscence on HBO, the new one. Oh yeah, how was yeah. that? It was okay. It was okay. It was like a throwback kind of detectives noir style of movie. Hugh Jackman does a lot of narrating throughout the movie, which can be a pro or a con depending on how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't an awful movie. It wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, I keep seeing it on there. The world was cool, but. Yeah, I want to check that one out. I keep seeing it on there, and but then I always look at the time because it's always late. <laughs> it's like, do I want to start it? And I don't like s- movies I have not seen before. I don't like starting and then stopping. Yeah. Uh, so, but we got a long weekend, so maybe I'll try to check it's it true, out. It's true, we do. Uh, I did start The Raven the other night. That when The, uh, the John Cusack. Uh, Edgar Allan Poe movie. Yeah, I seen it years ago, and mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. enjoying it and stuff, so. Uh, I'll, to, I'll finish that one this week. You have too. to remind me of what it's like because I don't remember yeah, either. So yeah, it's a yeah, it's all like based in uh, Mar- Baltimore, Maryland, back in like the yeah sixteen hundred eighteen hundreds, and uh, basically they just take a girl out. This, there's a murderer going around like a Jack the Ripper type, yeah, and he's just using Poe's poems to kill his victims and stuff. So uh, it's really a murder mystery, but. John Cusack's character is like a novelist, ain't he, though? Or is he a detective? He's Poe. He plays Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, he does? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I knew it was something to where, like, it was somebody he, who was familiar with his work, but mm-hmm. who's more familiar with his work than him. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I like it. Uh, I, I always like murder movies or shows and stuff where they can use, like, because Poe's stories and stuff are pretty gruesome, so I love it when, like, they take like a murder and they use like that yeah. as their uh, as the reason why they like how they do everything. Like, do you remember that show, The Following, with Kevin Bacon? Mm-hmm. That was a really good. Show. I like. I enjoyed. It was that a good show. show. I really liked that show. Uh, I remember that movie being dark and not dark in like a genre sense, but just dark as in filming. Like it's a dark it, movie. Y- yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's very dark. Like I had to turn like the lights the on. The whole movie's at the night. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I hate when movies do that. Yeah. Uh, That's how one of the Godzilla movie was. It was like Godzilla, King of the Monsters or something. Mm-hmm. You're like, you can't even see the creatures fighting. The Dark Knight's like that too, though. In scenes. It can be, yeah. Do you remember? You remember Dark Knight Rises is worse. Yeah. Because there's a it, lot of underground stuff in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Do you remember the years ago we were watching a bunch of movies at our house and we had that old box TV, and we were, that's what we were watching them on. And the color was terrible because the thing was like 25 years old. We were watching The Dark Knight, and the scene after uh, Jim Gordon dies, or he died, and his wife's yelling at the cops, and Batman's sitting up in the corner. You can't even see him because it's no, so black. No. But they, like, see him, don't they? They see she him. Sees she him. sees him, yeah. Because she blames him. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't see funny. him on film. Uh, <laughs> He's just all... Yeah, watching different yeah. stuff. Vera went on a kick of watching like season three of Stranger Things, so we kind of worked our way through that, meandered our way through it. Which it's a good season. Season it three is really probably is the best season, I think. Yes, as far I, as I mean, as far as acting and character development throughout that 
that season. Yeah. I think it was one of the better ones. I mean, you can't take anything away from the first season because the first season is what made it what it is. And yeah. you know, season three wouldn't be anything without season one. Right. But as yeah, as far as those things you talked about, it's just like, man, everyone that everyone's firing on all cylinders in that mo- in that show the whole time. And the, the way only it- one I don't like is Finn Wolfhart. That kid annoys the crap out of me in everything that he's in. Which one's that? The- he's Mike. Oh Mike. <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> I don't know it's, I think it's more just the way he's playing the character not mm-hmm. the character itself and I'm just like uh, shut up Mike he's a baby though like he whines yeah. and complains about yes. everything it's, it's like, like the most immature yeah, the whole of world's out to get him yeah, yeah. yes uh, it's that the, the character <laughs> development though on uh, what's his name the the, pro- the antagonist antagonist I- Billy yeah, the antagonist is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's awesome. Like, you hate him the entire season, and then they show a couple flashbacks to his childhood and towards the end, and when he dies, you're like, I love this. The whole premise of the show, too, is really like, we're going to take these characters who you're going to hate and just make you love them. Because, I mean, Steve started out the same way in season one. Oh, yeah. And then you're like, where did this guy come from, and why do I like him so much? Mm-hmm. And then Billy in season two, they really paint him out like a tenfold villain. Yeah. Like, he hates everyone, and he will hurt anyone. And that carries over into this season, but then the redemptive arc at the end is just like, wow, like, that's good. That's cool. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Nancy's kind of annoying as well. But her, her and, uh, uh, what's his name? What's his name her. in the show? See, I haven't watched it in like a couple of years now. So I was going to say it's Nancy Andrew, but no, it's just Nancy Drew. <laughs> I don't remember his brother's name. Is Will is the little one. Yeah. And. Goodness. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> we have technology. Uh, Charles. <laughs> I almost typed in strangers things. <laughs> <laughs> also known as other people's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. You can't write stuff like that. That's comedy gold. What the heck? Jonathan. Ah, you beat me to it. Yeah. Johnny, baby. Yeah. Um, yeah, he even gets annoying in season three. He really plateaued in season two. Yeah. Uh, they did quite a bit with him, and then he, he kind of just stalled. Um, he didn't have really an arc in this movie outside of just being present, mm-hmm. you know? But I like him. I like his character. Yeah. Because he's a likable actor, but... He just didn't have much to do. And that's hard. There's a lot of people in this movie, and it's going in a lot of different places. But uh, I can't remember the the conspiracy theory guy. Oh, yeah. I can't remember his name. He's, he showed up in season two, and then he was back in season three. Mm-hmm. And he was much better in season three than he was in season two. He was good in season two as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just all around good show. I it is. It's a. It's gonna get bad. Yeah, I. I it's wish like they sh- they need to stop at some point and just let it be what mm-hmm. it is. 
thing is, they got so many people screaming, at, they want a new season, they want a new season. I'm like, no, you don't. You got to stop. You don't. Nope. I w- they're going to Game fi- of Thrones it. <laughs> I would have been fine with them stopping after season two. Like, if they would have ended it, it would have been perfect. And then they did season three, and I watched it. I'm like, okay, yeah, this is way yeah. better than season two. They should have. St- they they ended it perfectly. Hopper's gone. There needs to be no explanation. Yeah. Uh, no, there doesn't. But we're gonna get it, and Hopper's coming back. I tell you what, what I would have liked because this show, the show, I can't even speak. The show genre hops and decade hops. Mm-hmm. So like every season is a new era, so that way they can kind of play with the nostalgia of said era. Yeah. I would love if they would have more Twilight zoned it and season one, Stranger Things was just the people that we know, season one that we got Mm -hmm. and season two was a different group of people in a different place doing different things still under the banner of Stranger Things and it's kind of that science fiction in another part of the world, in another part of the country. Yeah. And it's different kids get brand new young actors and let them do something else or make it about adults or make it about teens. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that would be cool. That would be. There's so many. There's other shows though right now that are doing that. Like you have, uh, that black Netflix's Black Mirrors is kind of like that modern day Twilight Zone that does that. Yeah. Not not to that extent. I've never seen it, but it's all right. It's pretty. They got some cool episodes. And then uh, Fargo uh, has done that too. Oh. Where so the first season takes place and it's around based around these characters, and then season two takes place in a completely different decade, like years prior oh. with different characters yeah. and stuff. It's really, it's done really well, but. It's like it, that Fear Street. You ever watch the Fear Street movies? No. On Netflix? Uh-uh. It's like a three-parter and one takes place in like the 90s, one takes place in the 60s, and then the other one play, takes place in like the 1600s. Really? And they're all linked and it's a horror trilogy. Huh. It might be an R.L. Stein thing. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. But anyway, guys, yeah, we're kind of we're we're hitting a few of the themes that are become going to be coming up with October and spooky stuff and all different kinds of stuff, but that's not what we're talking about today. No. That's not what we're talking about today. We're staying lighthearted and happy today because we are talking about 1997's Men in Black that's right, I said it. Men in Black starring Will Smith, Tommy Lee Jones, Rip Torn is in here, Vincent D'Onofrio, Linda Fiorentino. I had it right. Tony Shalhoub is in here. This is an all-star cast of people in this movie. You want to uh, read the synopsis? I sure will. Here we go. A police officer joins a secret organization that polices and monitors extraterrestrial interactions on Earth. Yep. Directed by Barry Sonnenfeld. You've never seen this movie. No, this was my first time watching it. I did not grow up watching this film. Or anything like it? What would you compare this to now, looking back at it? Without getting into too much of what your thoughts on the movie. Yeah, We've yeah. done a really good job on this one, not talking about it, so I yeah. don't know where he lands. He already knows where I land on it, but... Jeez, where would I... What would I compare this to? Like a movie like, like a movie I watched as a kid that... Or just another one you've seen, I guess. Okay. Anything. From any point in your life. I mean, it, it's your typical... It, 
it reminded me like when I was watching it, it felt like I was watching a nineties like action movie. Well, you were. No, I know that, but I, <laughs> it you could tell like it was oh, from that era oh, and yeah, stuff. Definitely. And I was like, okay, this like so I I I can't think of like a specific movie off the top of my head. I'm if you were to think of any other movie, and this is just my perspective, you've seen far less Will Smith movies than mm-hmm. I have, but this is a Will Smith movie from any era because this is Will yeah. Smith doing what Will Smith does best, and this is what he's best at. I think he's done a lot of things in his career all over the uh, genre spectrum, but I think a, ni- a niche style of film is something like this that's why he was drawn to do these movies not once but three times that's why he went and chose to do wild wild west over uh taking on the role in the matrix Mm -hmm. which looking back he regrets and he made the wrong choice because wild wild west is an awful movie and the matrix is a was a huge success but i think he was drawn at, at late 90s early 2000s to these campy silly action movies where he can quib a little, he can he can be funny, yeah. he can be happy. Which I think works. I mean, that's a, there's a reason why, like, July 4th weekend was always, like, Big Willie weekend and all these different things because whenever he made a movie, it was going to make a billion dollars because everybody was going to go watch it. Well, this one did not make a billion dollars. But. A bill, okay, <laughs> but inflation. I don't think anything back then was making a billion dollars. It only made... So its budget was ninety million, and on opening weekend it did fifty one million, but it did gross worldwide like five hundred eighty nine million. So smashing success, not to mention a cult following on DVD. So okay, so a smashing success when almost when nearly every movie makes back. That's not true, but yes, not almost every movie makes their budget back. A lot of movies don't make their budget back. You know, there's a Charlize Theron movie that came out that only grossed a dollar. Was that uh, the... I don't remember. Early in her career. Like, oh, it's not um, a good movie. No, I don't. It's, yeah. So, like I said, though, this movie did uh, not only bring about a sequel, but brought about... What would you call the third one? Another sequel? Yeah, a trilogy. A trilogy, and saga. then a spinoff, a, the Men in Black saga, <laughs> and then a, another movie with different cast in Men in Black International, which had Chris Hemsworth and, why am I blanking her name? Valkyrie. Yeah. I hate myself. Tessa Thompson. That's it. Beat you to it again. There's that dented beetle. That's a second Truman Show reference today. We're on a roll. Uh, and then Vincent D'Onofrio's in here. Okay. Let's break the ice before we get into it any further. Okay. What did you think of the movie? Okay, I'm going to be completely honest. I did not care for it. It just... It, I knew you weren't going to, so you, you're not I, shocking me. Yeah. And I think a big reason... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be fair. I think a big reason for that is I did not watch it as a kid. I didn't watch it when I was younger, so that nostalgia is not there with this film. I don't think it's that great of a movie... It's of its time. It's a 90s action movie with Will Smith. And I don't like Will Smith. So I'm going to 100% disagree with you. And I'm also going to tell you because I saw it in interviews, another person who 100% disagrees with you. And that person. If you say Will Smith, then. Is Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. Who said in an interview, 
First of all, this is ranked in one of his favorite movies he's ever made. Okay. Because he loves sci-fi, he loves sci-fi movies, and he was so excited to work with Will Smith, which is so weird because that doesn't play on his face. No. Even in the interview, it didn't play on his face. Like, he's so stone. He's, he's, he's very he's, monotone. He's like, so when he stoic talks. and just yeah. bland. That, and he's like, no, I, I had a blast. It looks like he's half asleep, but he's saying he had a blast. But he was talking about if you don't, if you don't completely just use suspension of disbelief, you're not going to enjoy the movie. So if you don't shut that stuff off, you're just it's you're just not gonna like it. Well, it's not the disbelief stuff. Like that's not why I didn't enjoy it or didn't say it was a good movie. It just wasn't a good movie because Will Smith is not a good actor and he's not funny. I don't find him funny. And <laughs> no, his, you like a different kind his, of comedy. His quibbing and stuff that you talk that you he like does, a different kind of comedy. His, that quibbing that oh yeah yeah oh blah, 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 blah. like that's not funny to me. It's not how he's saying it. It's the words that he's saying. No. Yeah, that's what makes it funny. It's a different type of humor. Not name one. What's one of your favorite comedies? And uh, we'll we'll prove this right now in just different types of comedy. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. There you go. Yeah, it's it's more slapsticky. Yeah, which this is slapsticky, no doubt. But there's just a lot of I wouldn't. It's not intelligent humor because that's a different thing altogether. But it's more it's more dialogue based. It's more. Mm-hmm world base than it is just slapping each other you know it's not tag well, I like, or whatever I that like movie it, is I like intelligent humor like I like I like the Marx Brothers is all based off words that not, like half of that's not even slapstick the old old black and white Marx Brothers films you know okay like Groucho Marx like they're all that's all they are like it's all just words and stuff yeah like I like that I just don't like Will Smith. It's just, yeah, it's personal biases. Yep. I get it. Uh, now, that does not mean I did not laugh at this film at all because there were some scenes where I was cracking Oh, up. it's a funny movie. And uh, you also can't take anything away from Vincent D'Onofrio and the performance oh, that yeah. he gives because he transforms himself into something that is literally not human yeah, in this it is movie. Creepy. It gets super creepy by the end. Yeah. Uh, The scene, the one that really made me laugh was the scene when the little the the king of the aliens on Earth and he dies and he's in the morgue and they t- open his face and it's just this little alien. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of good just that kind of stuff in there. Like the one scene where he's the birthing the alien baby in the back of yeah. the car. It, that scene goes on for too long, yeah. but for a little bit, it's like this is just crazy funny. Just, that that I didn't find funny, but whatever. Out of this world, weird, funny. Uh, or like all the faces on the screen, like who's an alien and Sylvester Stallone's up there yeah. and a whole bunch of other people. In the sequel, they're talking to Michael Jackson and he's like, he wants to join the Men in Black and so it's kind of, he's an alien. That's what they're saying in the sequel. But uh, when he turns, uh, when Tommy Lee Jones turns Elvis on in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, Elvis is not dead. He just went home. <laughs> <laughs> the end gets a little bit too serious for me. Uh, to the point where it's like, okay, it kind of gets boring. Mm-hmm. And this is only something I noticed on rewatch. And plus the CGI doesn't quite hold up. Some of that stands out hardcore. Like once the bug busts out of D'Onofrio, at, from that point on, it's like, uh, okay. 
let's let's just go like I would have almost preferred him just stay in even if you have the tentacles come out of him and stuff like it was, mm-hmm. it's so creepy just him being this saggy body man thing yeah. but for its time I'm sure you know 97 I'm sure that looked really good another part I loved it's just so weird I notice it literally every time I watch it so this is a scene when K Tommy Lee Jones's character is, looks up his wife on the computer mm-hmm. and he's Typing to look her up, but he's just like doing this. Yeah, I know. And his fingers don't move ever, like to actually make words. He just taps, taps. Yeah. It's just like you're not even trying to act here. You're just <laughs> tapping away. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, the CGI is not good. Like even for I, I don't know. Like, even for its time, this came out in 97. Yeah, even for its time, it was good. It's not good. It is. For its time, it was good. No. Name one that's better. Well, okay, you have Lord of the Rings being filmed at the same time. Okay, but they didn't have the budget of Lord of the Rings. Uh, that's a... Uh, Star Wars. Um, that CGI is not good either. Better than this? No. Way better. No. Yes. Jar Jar Binks. Okay, he's an alien. I'm talking about like. <laughs> I'm talking about the aliens. We're talking about alien and alien. Yeah, the alien, the CGI in Star Wars is way better than Men in Black. Uh, and you also get, uh, like that scene where he's birthing that alien, like delivering that alien, and it's throwing him around. That is. T- but Terrible. it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be campy. Like, that's the point. I'm trying to figure out what, what I was thinking this whole film is. Okay, it's rated PG-13. Uh-huh. Who are they catering to? Because parents aren't going to let their young kids go and watch this. No, they're definitely catering to... And adults aren't. People who are in their mid-20s in 1997. Their mid-20s? Really? Yeah, it's a Will Smith movie. I mean, he's I, right off the back guess, of Independence yeah. Day. I guess. I don't know. Definitely. Definitely. You bring in somebody like Tommy Lee Jones, everybody who's in their 40s and up knows who Tommy Lee Jones is. Yeah, but who 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 40s and up enjoyed this film? That's what I want to know. Back in the 90s. A lot of people, it almost tripled its budget. I don't know. A lot of people. <laughs> you know what? I will give this movie one really good thing that was really good about it. Which is? The score. And do you know who did the score? Yeah, Danny, Danny Elfman. Elfman. Danny Elfman, yeah. He's got his hands on a lot in the 90s, though. Yeah. You know who else did the score? Title track, Men in Black, Will Smith. Back in the Arrow, when... Musician actors wrote the title track for their movies. Hello, Cool J with... What was the shark movie? Shark Tale? No. <laughs> shark Tale? That was Will Smith. What shark movie? Deep Blue Sea. Oh. Title track for Deep Blue Sea was Hello, Cool J. And then you had Will Smith. Almost all of Will Smith's, he wrote a song for... Which, I mean, Wild Wild West is a much better song than Men in Black is, but... Iconic, nonetheless. 
what I didn't know, and I th- I think it was something that I knew but just brushed off at the time because I, I didn't really care, was that this Men in Black content was based off of a comic book. And I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw the Flash. It was a Marvel comic. Well, I mean, it started out back in the 90s as a... It's called an Aerosol comic. Okay. 1990 it came out. It was released, which was bought out by um, Malibu Comics. And then in 1994, so it was a really short window from 1990 to 1994. It was bought out three times, finally ending up at Marvel. And it's it's now, it's they turned it into... A, it's called a trade paperback. Yeah. So there's like a series of little comics that they uh, they just turned into a, a graphic novel book pretty much. Mm-hmm. I looked it up. I was like, this is awesome. I want to read this. Apparently, tonally, like it's much darker. Okay. Much darker. And like the Men in Black, were, it wasn't just aliens. It was supernatural. It was spiritual. There was demons. There was mm-hmm. aliens. There was all kinds of stuff that they were fighting. And not only did they like wipe people's memories... But they would just downright just kill people if they were in their way from doing their mission. So I was like, this is weird. This is something I'm interested in reading uh, because it's just so out there. Yeah. It reminds me kind of like that RIPD with with, uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah. Which is awful. That's way See, worse. See, I enjoyed that one. Oh, my gosh. See, that's more slapsticky. That's far less about the dialogue and just... People slapping off each other and falling off of stuff. Far more. I, I thought it was funny. Who was the bad guy in that movie? I want to say it was like Kevin Bacon. I don't remember. It's been I, I only watched it the one time when it But I looked up the the paperback to see how much it runs. It was like three hundred bucks. So I was like, thank you, no thank you. <laughs> I'll pass. So apparently it's still So is the comic still going? Like is Marvel no, still running? No, they're not so doing anything with okay. it. Okay. Yeah, it's just that. Okay. But I mean, even I, I was looking on Tomato Meter, it's got an audience score of 79, which makes it fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And the Tomato Meter is a 92%. It's, it's a well-liked movie. A lot of people really like this movie. And it falls off with its sequel. The sequels, you've never seen any of them, so the sequel is not nearly as good. It's, it's not a very good movie. There's elements of it that are good. The, the premise of the second one is because... K gets his mind wiped at the end of the first one, mm-hmm. but they need him again. So Will Smith has to go get him and find him and convince him to come back. But it's not as good. The third one's better. So the first one and the third one are, are pretty decent movies. I never watched International because it was kind of like that Ghostbusters remake, or just yeah. it's just a money grab movie. It's not actually mm-hmm. plot in any way. Will you will you ever watch it? You think the International one? If you made me on this podcast, probably. <laughs> That's about the only I, way. I won't make you because I don't. I probably will never watch the sequel. So, The third one's pretty good, and the third one's got a, lo- a lot more heart. The third one's good because he has to go back in time to stop something, mm-hmm. and it's got Josh Brolin in it, and Josh Brolin plays a young Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. And it's uncanny how accurately Josh, he's, who's a phenomenal actor, mm-hmm. inhabits Tommy Lee Jones down to the way he speaks, down to the way his face doesn't move. Like, it's incredible acting. That's the best part of that movie. But that one's pretty good. It, it plays a lot on, like, the black guy going back into, like, the 60s kind of stuff. And I think it was the 60s or 70s. Vincent D'Onofrio 
researched his role as Edgar by watching a lot of bug documentaries in order to achieve his character's distinct walk. He put on knee braces so he couldn't bend his legs and taped up his ankles. That's so weird. I know. He's definitely he's like the definition of a method acting though. And it's different. I listened to an interview with Vincent D'Onofrio on one of the other podcasts that I listened to. It was a long time ago, I don't remember. And they were talking to him about method acting and Jared Leto. Mm-hmm. And he even he was like, No, what Jared Leto does isn't method acting. That's not method acting. That's just I can't remember what he said. But he had a specific definition to what method acting was that was completely different than just like getting super fat for a role by only eating yeah like grease (laughs) like that's not method acting and neither is necessarily like not coming out of character when the director says cut right like that's not method acting that's just obsessive compulsive behavior you know it really truly is not saying it doesn't work daniel day lewis is phenomenal in his movies but it was just interesting to hear his perspective on Mm. it and I mean, who would know better than a guy who plays a bug in a movie? Like, he's not a he's not a human. He's a bug, right? So even the scene, there's a couple scenes where it stands out really well in this movie where he looks at something and you can tell he doesn't know what that thing is because he's not from Earth and he's not a hu- a human. You know, mm-hmm. granted, he knows at the beginning what sugar and water is. Yeah, but later, I can I can't remember specifically what he was looking at. He's like, I don't know what this is, and he d- just didn't care. You know. That scene at the beginning is really funny with his wife. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, she's a funny actress. Yeah, that's the mom in Holes. Holes. Yeah. yeah, I just love how all in it seemed like Tommy Lee Jones was in this movie because it even seemed like there was a few things that I had read on there that like the scene at the end where they blow the creature up and they just get covered in slime. He's like, "I love it. This is awesome." And he said, "But Will hated every second of being covered in slime." And it's just like. He was just soaking it. He seemed like a, a child. Like, ever since he was a kid, or as soon as he knew he wanted to be an actor, he wanted to be in this kind of movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he grew up watching probably The Twilight Zone and all these different things where yeah. that sci-fi stuff was so heavy and so thick. And I just think that's really cool. I love that. Because well, how old was he when he filmed this? Oh. Let's see. He's like Morgan Freeman. He's been old in everything. He was born in 46. This came out in 97. He was fifty, so he's in his fifties. So yeah, he would have he would have been a kid like during the prime. Well, coming off the back of World War Two, like yeah. Gosh. I guess I guess like I I guess when I consider like I think of a decade of like sci-fi when it's like at its peak, like that's what everything was coming out. I think of like the seventies, like there was a lot of like that outer space, like science fiction type yeah. films, alien coming out. stuff. Yeah. Not to say there wasn't that beforehand, mm-hmm. but I feel like that's like when it hit its peak, like where everybody was making it. Because you had, I mean, you had Star Wars came out in the seventies. You had, uh, uh, two thousand one, a Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's but, like highbrow sci-fi too. That's not yeah. just like B movie sci-fi where people are dressing up in awful costumes right. and pretending to be aliens. Like that's that's. Golly, he's got a catalog, though. Tommy Lee Jones. That catalog of movies is just insane. Yeah, this is one of those I figured you weren't going to like it, but at the same time, like you had stated in previous conversations, it wasn't going to be something you watched unless I made you watch it. So it's like, okay, we're going to broaden your horizons a little bit with this one. 
the one thing I will say after watching this and then kind of researching it, and this is why I texted you the other day about it, it was just like, I went down a rabbit hole of Will Smith. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, so I'm watching interviews and then I'm watching music videos and then I'm watching, before I know it, I'm watching scenes from Fresh Prince. (laughs) And just going back, I'm like, man, he is a good actor. It's a very specific thing that he does. Mm -hmm. And you can disagree with it all you want. Oh, I do. You're wrong. But, I mean, you can't look at Pursuit of Happiness and say that's not a good movie. That's, that's not a good it. acting performance. Pursuit of performance. Happiness is his best movie, and that's a great acting mm-hmm. performance. You haven't seen them all either, so it's, it's no. kind of hard to claim that. <laughs> but I, 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 I would say that's his best one. I don't know. Seven Pounds, he does a, a really good job acting in, in Seven Pounds, and that's a good story. Um, what else does he have? Collateral Beauty, no. Concussion. He does a good job in that movie. I mean, he's he's got that thick African accent the whole time. Acting-wise, he does a good job. But that's a propaganda movie all the way around. The NFL only allows you to make a certain type of NFL movie. Yeah. Draft day. <laughs> <laughs> but he did Ali. He embodied Ali pretty well in that movie. Um, Shark Tales. He was a fish. I don't like that one either. I'm not a huge fan of Shark Tales either. I liked it when I was younger, but I've seen it and I'm just like, eh. There's all, it's an all-star cast in that movie, but... Yeah. I mean, Scorsese's in that movie. How'd you get Scorsese in it? He hates Marvel movies because they're they're not cinema, but how'd you convince him to be a puffer fish in a cartoon? Uh, <laughs> probably, probably. Did he know he was, was a puffer fish? Probably De Niro convinced him. Uh, <laughs> if I had to assume. He, he made him an offer he couldn't refuse. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> that's just weird. <laughs> they're just walking up to him. Hey, Scorsese, say this. And they're recording him. Yeah. And then they throw it in a movie yeah. later. Or they're just like trying to make casual conversation and somebody's just mic'd up. We got it. <laughs> they're, they're Some of the stuff he says in that's weird, though. Yeah. Like he hyperventilates right before he puffs up in one scene. And it's just like, you got Scorsese to just be like, <gasps> like. Maybe that's how he is on sets of his movies. I and doubt it. He like. They're just recording him. They're like, hey, De Niro, can you like <laughs> walk around with this body mic? <laughs> On the set of, yeah. what's that new one? Goodfellas. Oh, the Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah. In his, uh, in his heels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, here's the thing. I mean, I don't like the movie. I didn't care for it. I knew I wasn't going to. You knew I was not going to like it. Yeah, I know. But... Again, it comes down. I think it comes down to nostalgia with it. It's could be, could be, but yeah. Come on, you got to admit that his quibbing is funny. No, in the right it's context. not. I don't. Him with the it. cops in the interrogation scene. No, come on, that's so funny. At the, you mean you're talking about when he's at the beginning? At, no, yes, it's not funny. Or the scene with Rip Torn and all those candidates sitting there, and they're all like breaking their paper and breaking their pencils and stuff. And then he moves that table over closer to him. No, that was not funny. Do I, you think Rip Torn is funny? I mean, I guess. Sure. I don't know. R.I.P. <laughs> Rip. R.I.P. Rip. <laughs> What better name is there than Rip Torn? His parents must have hated him. <laughs> I guarantee you it's a stage name. Probably. He made that name later. 
thought I heard heavy breathing. I'm trying to remember. Oh, gosh. Like, in my ear. Like, I heard really heavy breathing. Unless it's me. No, it wasn't. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what else? I think, to me... The the line that sums up this whole movie for me, and it's just, it gets me every time, is at the end when the bug's crawling up the side of the thing and Will Smith's trying to get it to come back down, and he's got those cockroaches on his arm, and he sees where they're coming from out of the dumpster, and he busts the dumpster open, and he steps on one, and then the bug turns around and he just goes, oh, I'm sorry, was that your auntie? Every time I just die. I don't know why, it's just funny. Because he's an alien, he's not an Earth bug it's just funny so why does he care about the earth bugs because he is a bug still i guess he cares about the earth bugs the whole movie i don't know i don't know no other comments huh no nothing to say about this phenomenal piece of film i don't think it's great don't confuse what i'm I know. I, I, under, I understand nostalgia I'm is joking. getting to you, and it's fine. Nostalgia is one of the great human weaknesses. And even I, I don't even watch it that much. I mean, we watched it for this. I can't remember the last time I've watched it, but I own all of them. Have you let any of your kids watch it? No. Not, okay. no. There's quite a bit of language in it. Yeah. Uh, and not just like words that you hear on TV. Like there's some stuff in there that... I, I don't like having to hold a remote in my hand and, and mute it. Yeah. every. T- I know when it's coming, I could easily, and they could watch it. I don't think it's scary by any means. It's it's comedic enough, like the aliens, outside of D'Onofrio, I guess, who would. I could give anybody nightmares, especially like when he's like pulling his face back and doing all kinds of stuff. So, yeah, I don't have a whole lot else to say on it either. Um, you're right, it is just nostalgia. Okay. You know what? I'm going to give you one one more thing that I did like about it. Okay. Let's end and on that, a high note. I like that. Thank you. That made me laugh was okay. when every time Tommy Lee Jones would go to erase someone's memory and Will Smith was like, you got to come up with a better story than that. <laughs> and he's like, and he would make up a better story. He would make up a better story. Especially with laugh. the wife. Yes. Yes. That, She's like, you're going to go into town. You're going to get you some nice dresses. Yes. yes that, I agree. I, I laughed at that. I thought that and that continues on in, in all the movies. That kind of stuff is pretty clever yeah. the whole time. That's what he's good at, though. He's just good at just talking. Like, But, yes, if I had to make any recommendations today, whether you like this movie, whether you don't, go watch the scene from Fresh Prince, and the title of the clip is called Why Don't He Want Me? And that's the scene when his dad leaves him uh, there with them. And, oh, it's incredible acting because he, he's all over the board with a, a young adult who was abandoned by his father at a young age and... Dealing with, like, I don't care. I don't need him. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been there. I don't care. And then culminating in, like, but, but why? Yeah. And then he just breaks down. And it gives me goosebumps every time just talking. It's like a four-and-a-half-minute scene, but it is incredible. It's that- just him and James Avery, and James Avery is master class mm-hmm. in what he did, you know? That show had a lot of, uh, for it being a comedy, it had a lot of emotional scenes. And it there did. There's a big... A lot in that time did. A lot of shows around that era did, you know. Even if you're looking at, like, Full House House, for what it was. It had a lot of familial beats in it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. Uh, We would love to hear anyone else's opinions. If you listen to this, 
go hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter, and please tell us if you liked it, if you didn't like it, and why. Look on IMDb. It's full of uh, positive reviews, not negative ones, who disagree with my my co-star here, but... Yeah, let us know who you agree with. Like, which side? Yeah, which definitely. Side, which side of the road do you fall on? I would be I interested know. to know. Uh, and did you watch this movie? Have you watched it as a kid? Yeah, uh, or an adult? You know, when, when did you first watch yeah. it? Yeah. So you can also go over to our um, email. Remember that one movie at gmail dot com. If you have any recommendations you want us to watch, we're always looking for stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of just picking picking things throughout the past that maybe we've seen, maybe we haven't. Today's a perfect example of that. Uh, not necessarily always new stuff, but, but some throwback stuff is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And uh, leave us, please leave us reviews on iTunes. That helps us uh, get some recognition and uh, we'll help more people find us and uh, see what we're doing. Uh, we do, we do, we do want to try to expand this. So, you know, share us on your, with your friends on Facebook as well. So. Please, please do. So that's all for today, guys. Yep. Thank you.